1: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
2: Just after 3.02 p.m. Eastern Time, the NBA trade deadline has come and passed. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Gabe Neitzel, sitting in for the guys on this wild Thursday afternoon. Most of us went to sleep last night and woke up to a completely different landscape in the NBA. And the moves did not stop with Kevin Durant being traded to the Phoenix Suns. Twelve trades in the last hour alone by my count taking a look at Adrian Wojnarowski's Twitter timeline leading up to the deadline this certainly gives the NFL trade deadline a run for its money gabe no, it
3: certainly does. But my head is
2: still spinning. I
3: can't imagine how Woj's thumbs are after firing <laughs> off all of those tweets over the last hour. Think about twelve different trades, but still, the biggest one is the one that happened last night. And Kevin Durant going from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference. The West just seems to be bulking up. I thought it was going to be tough to potentially beat. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook finally leaving the Lakers as they tried to you know finally move on from him, and sure enough. Here come the Nets deciding to trade Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. And the Western Conference over the next 28 or so games for those squads is going to be must-see TV. Because all those teams are just so jam-packed. You have the top three, Courtney, that have kind of separated themselves, but everybody else is, you know, you could easily go from the four seed to the play-in tournament. Lakers are trying to get you know, into that picture as well. It's just so tight, you know, really four through 10, 11, 12, that so many teams are, are trying to make a push and convince themselves that they can compete in the West.
2: The Phoenix Suns currently stand as the five seed in the Western Conference, and this move happened shortly after midnight. All-star NBA forward Kevin Durant traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns, a trade that also includes T.J. Warren for a package that goes these players back to the Brooklyn Nets, Mike Albridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected future first-round picks through 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029, and then a 2028 pick swap, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. And I don't know about you, Gabe, but I was – You know, feeling a little under the weather last night. I went to bed around 9 p.m. Central Time. Not too much happening on Tuesday. The Brooklyn Nets reportedly told teams they weren't trying to trade or looking to trade Kevin Durant. And when I woke up around 4 in the morning to go get a glass of water and I look at my phone and realize that the NBA just nuked itself overnight (laughs) with all of these (laughs) trades and the teams changing, I see this tweet From Cleveland Cavaliers Center, Robin Lopez, quote, This is just like that time in Muppets Take Manhattan when the Muppets, after unsuccessfully attempting to take Manhattan, split up and leave Manhattan. And I have neighbors where I live in Chicago. The (laughs) scream laugh that came out of my body in that moment, in the middle of the night, might have, I'm surprised there was no noise violation. I'm surprised that no one knocked on my door to make sure I was okay in those moments. I don't know if I should be concerned about that. But it's so perfect, and it completely illustrates the absolute abject failure that was the big three of James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets.
3: Now, first of all, very on brand tweet from Robin, his, him and his brother, Brooke, huge Disney aficionados. They love everything that has to do with Disney. So uh, them having a deep of knowledge of the Muppets and all the plot lines from all the movies, not shocking. But yeah, I mean, he, he nails it on the head 100 percent. I mean, all they had to show from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving coming together and then acquiring James Harden was an Eastern Conference semifinal appearance against the Milwaukee Bucks a couple of years ago. They bowed out in the first round last year. That's as deep as they got. Couldn't even get to a conference finals, much less a finals. No, conference semifinals was as far as those Brooklyn Nets got. And now they're in full-on rebuild mode. And, oh, by the way, kind of an ancillary part of this, Houston is probably just cackling to themselves, <laughs> probably louder than you were laughing last night because of all the picks that they acquired from the from the Nets for James Harden, and and they're all unprotected picks. So they're sitting pretty while the, the Nets are just trying to figure out a way to hard reboot this thing.
2: The Nets currently sit fifth in the Eastern Conference, and what Gabe was talking about was how Houston controls the Nets' first-round picks, those original picks, basically through 2027, over the next five drafts. Those were all the picks that the, that the Brooklyn Nets sent to Houston to acquire James Harden and pair him alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. We go back four days ago to when Kyrie Irving was traded to the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday, and that feels like a lifetime ago considering all that's happened over the last four days. But to recap this whole thing, the greatest big three that never was. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving played in 74 games together. They won one playoff series. KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. 16 games. All of that for 16 games. If you're Sean Marks in the front office for the Brooklyn Nets, if you're Joe Tsai, the owner of this team, you got to look at yourselves here in the mirror, a cold, hard look, and say, we just executed the worst tra- se- series of trades, free agent acquisitions in NBA history, and that's what we want to ask you here on Canty and Carlin. Are the Brooklyn Nets... This iteration of them that have come and gone over the last three years, the biggest failure in NBA history, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's the number to get in. We'll take your calls here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And let's try to find out how these pieces came together. Because I remember a time not too long ago where the Brooklyn Nets said, no, we're not entertaining trade offers for Kevin Durant. We're not planning to trade him. And that was Tuesday when they They apparently (laughs) sat down. hours ago. Sat down, had conversations about the direction the organization was going to, going in. And now, all these days later, 48 hours later, Kevin Durant has a new home back in the Western Conference. ESPN NBA reporter Nick Friedle was on SportsCenter overnight because this thing happened at midnight. So Nick was up covering the Brooklyn Nets trading Kevin Durant and TJ Warren to the Phoenix Suns, explaining how this deal got done and why now.
4: There was always speculation about whether or not Kevin would land in Phoenix. There was always a lot of respect internally inside that
1: organization, from the front office, from the players, for what Durant did day after day after day since he got there. The fact that it got done now
4: and the fact that he's going to a place where he originally wanted to be back a few months ago shows that that respect still remains.
2: Courtney Cronin, Gabe Neitzel with you on Canty and Carlin. Let's welcome in Eddie Johnson, Phoenix Suns color analyst and co-host of the NBA Today Show on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Let's start at the very beginning here, Eddie. This thing happens in the middle of the night. How did this trade come together for the Phoenix Suns in the Brooklyn Nets?
4: Well, you know, I don't think any trade has a blueprint, right? So... Uh, like, like your, your, your first, uh, guest just said, he said that it was always some synergy between Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Sun. And so when Kyrie Irving obviously gets traded away and things doesn't look as fluid as they once did, and I think an obligation to Kevin Durant for his professionalism, uh, in coming back after requesting a trade before the season, I think they wanted to do right by him. And by doing right is to put them out there and see what they can get back in return and if they're going to feel good about it. And trust me, they got two tremendously gifted young players in Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. Uh, our organization is hurting right now because those two individuals were first class. They were great teammates. They were great in the community. And to lose them is very hurtful. But that's the business of basketball. And who do we get? We get a guy, in my opinion, was the MVP of this league before he got injured. A guy that's a two-time NBA final recipient. Uh, Two back-to-back finals. That's who we got. We got arguably one of the greatest shooters in the history of this game. So, yeah, we had to give up a lot, but we got back somebody that can help get us to the place we want to be.
3: Eddie, how surreal is it that Kevin Durant is going to be a member of the Phoenix Suns because during this offseason, again, it, it seems like it was forever ago with all the trades that have happened this week in the NBA, but as the Suns were trying to decide what they're going to do with DeAndre Ayton, ultimately decided to match the offers that were put out there for him, that presumably took them out of the race for Kevin Durant when he was kind of available this offseason. So now that Ayton is there and KD is there, the hopes obviously have to be for a championship, correct?
4: Well, yeah, and, and look, the only reason that DeAndre Aiden is still here is because of the ascension of Mikhail Bridges. Like, Mikhail Bridges should be an all star. Mikhail Bridges, I'm telling you right now, he is going to be a guy that's going to score 20 a game in this league, and he's going to turn it around. He's going to lock down the other guy on the other end. That's just how good he is. And so I think the Nets realize, okay, you're not going to give up Aiden. But we want Mikael. And the Suns tried to hold on to Mikael without a doubt. But in order to get somebody like Kevin Durant, man, you got to give something up. And the Suns gave up a lot. But the city of Phoenix is longing for a championship from their firstborn organization. And now they've gone out and they, they're going to give themselves an opportunity to do just that. <laughs>
2: We're talking with Eddie Johnson, Phoenix Suns color analyst and co-host of the NBA Today show on Sirius XM NBA radio. So let's talk about the other side of this, because you obviously were just mentioning the ascension of Michael Bridges going now to the Brooklyn Nets, a team that looks like it's rebuilding. But what are they getting in that package that has Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and of course, all of those first round draft assets? Well,
4: you know, uh, again, I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last part of your question. Somebody's making a lot of noise in the background. No, can
2: no, you, it's all that? Taking a look at the package that the Brooklyn Nets get, like what are they getting in the players that they traded for in exchange for sending Durant and T.J. Warren to the Phoenix Suns?
4: Well, well again, yeah, like I said, they're getting uh, Mikael Bridges, who I think is going to be an all-star in this league for years to come. Cam Johnson, if he can stay healthy, I think that's been his problem in his in his short career. Uh, they're going to get one of the better shooters in the NBA. He's got great size, and potentially he's the guy every night going to give you 15, 18 points a game. Uh, he's going to defend. He's going to rebound. Uh, they have some anchors. And, you know, having Cam Thomas and doing what he's doing, which is pretty special, uh, Nick Claxton. They have a lot of young players right now that if they grow them uh, – and build them, then they'll put themselves in a situation sort of like Phoenix did uh, years ago. I mean, Devin Booker was a guy that wasn't highly thought of in that regard. I mean, yes, he was a late lottery pick, but, you know, I mean, look what he's blossomed into. And so I think that's what the Nets are doing. I think over the over the course of their history since moving from New Jersey, I think they've been very aggressive into the competition, obviously, between the Knicks and Being ultra-aggressive goes back to the KG and Paul Pierce acquisitions, and things just haven't worked out. And so now I think Sean Marks is going to go the other route, which I think is a great start for them because they do have some very good young players.
3: Eddie, how do you think that this is all going to work? We've seen KD work with a couple of guys that have been pretty good shooters when he was with Golden State, and now he's going. You know, CP three, good distributor. Booker, great shooter. How, how is this all going to work in your mind? Everybody working in concert together for the Suns.
4: Well, you said it right. Uh, right now, we have the best mid range shooters in the in, probably in the history of this league on one team. Uh, Kevin Durant. We already know where he ranks. Okay, he ranks at least top three. Uh, Steph and Clay right there, and Durant's right there, and I can argue that. Uh, Kevin Durant is number one because of his efficiency. Devin Booker, we've seen what he can do. He's mid-range personified. Uh, He gets to his spots. A very unstoppable guy. Chris Paul, the two-man game. He's pretty much reinvented the the mid-range shot uh, along with DeMar DeRozan. Uh, We pick up T.J. Warren who's one of the better mid-range game players in the league and can run the floor. And people are not even talking about him as a part of that acquisition. So, you know, they we got guys that efficiently within the form of an offense is going to always get you a good look. Oh, and by the way, all of them can knock it down from three. So that's the potency of this team right now. Oh, and when we got a guy to throw it inside to, DeAndre Ayton, especially lately, he's playing like one of the top Three centers in the NBA. So you got a ton of talent, man. Yeah, you got to shore up the bench, and that's going to be easy to do because of the buyout market and guys always want to gravitate to a team that they think has a chance to win the title. And so I think it's going to be very important to just get them healthy and then get them in rhythm.
2: Eddie Johnson, Phoenix Suns analyst, joins us on Canty and Carlin. Eddie, we'll get you out of here on this. I just wanted to go back to one thing you said about Bridges. Phoenix just lost its best defensive player. I don't think there's really any arguing mm-hmm. that there. And I know that Kevin Durant is a strong team defender, but who, who takes on that role now for, for Bridges? And how do the Suns compensate for taking, you know, effectively a step back on that end of the floor?
4: Well yeah, I mean look here's the thing, right? You always say you don't win with great you don't win unless you have great defense, right? But I guarantee you're not winning if you don't have offense. Sure. <laughs> okay. Did you understand what I just said?
2: Yes, that's yeah. They say you
4: can't you say you can't win if you don't have great defense, but I will guarantee you will not win if you don't have great offense. And so I'll take the offense because a lot of times great offense gives you an advantage on the defensive end because they're so worried about you and what you can do to them from a potency standpoint that you have a lot of energy when you go to the other end because they've exhausted themselves. So it plays hand-in-hand. Kevin Durant can defend. Devin Booker can defend. Chris Ball is one of the best defenders in the league. So I laugh when people say that where's their defense. DeAndre Ayton doesn't get a ton of blocks, but he has been very effective this year at really being a problem at the rim. So they have defense in their core players. Torrey Craig, the role player, can defend. Josh Kogi can defend. So I'm I'm laughing when people say, where's their defense? Uh, Obviously, it may be, and I'll tell these people, you haven't been following the Suns individually to know that they have a lot of scrappers on their team that can defend. And so I'm not worried about that at all.
2: Very convincing point from Eddie Johnson, Phoenix Suns color analyst and co-host of the NBA Today show on SiriusXM NBA radio. Joining Courtney Cronin and Gabe Neitzel here on Canty and Carlin. Eddie, thanks so much for the time and the insight.
4: Okay, my pleasure.
2: Kenny and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance by visiting progressive.com. Straight ahead, we've got plenty more NBA trade deadline action to break down here. The winners and the losers of the last 48 hours or so, there are plenty to get to. And we'll get you ready for the Super Bowl with someone who is very familiar with the Eagles. That's next after Gabe tells you this about FanDuel.
3: This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today with promo code PLAY to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
1: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle out cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And...
2: Block
0: number seven, or he's gonna wreck the
4: game. He's going, his motor. He, uh, he don't stop. He can rush. I mean, he's special.
1: Big boys are now starting to impose their will. Huge,
0: huge, huge. The thing that makes our defense so dominant and so special is the way we gel together, our chemistry.
2: 72 hours from right now, we're going to be getting ready for pregame out in Glendale, Arizona. Super Bowl 57, Eagles and Chiefs. The excitement, you can feel it right now in spite of the NBA trying to hijack all of the excitement from the NFL with their own trade deadline news. The trade deadline about 32 minutes old at this point. We're going to keep you updated on the latest happenings in the NBA, grading the winners and the losers of what went on the last 48 hours or so. We're really throughout the week, but things certainly picking up. As we got closer to the deadline, Courtney Cronin, Gabe Neitzel with you here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And usually I'm I'm so locked in on the NFL season, gearing up for the Super Bowl and the two weeks in between the AFC-NFC championship kind of drags towards the end where it's like, can we just play the game right now? Right. Because we run out of storylines to talk about. And on top of it, the fact that the NBA trade deadline is. Just came and went and there were a bevy of moves, Gabe, that happened on top of the fact that Phoenix, Arizona, Glendale, Arizona, Scottsdale, the whole thing where the Super Bowl is happening is where Kevin Durant is now headed. That's just wild to me to think about that becoming magically this week the epicenter in sports.
3: Oh, yeah, and they have uh, one of the biggest golf tournaments in terms of regular non-major events in the Waste Management Phoenix Open also happening where I'm sure a lot of people are going to double dip and go drinking out at the uh, golf tournament before they head over to the Super Bowl on Sunday. And, yeah, KD heading out that way, it's absolutely insane. But I'm I'm with you. In terms of this week kind of seeming like it's been dragging a little bit in terms of the Super Bowl, and and maybe that's because we look at the other, you know— Since the end of January, you know, teams have been celebrating or looking back on anniversaries of oh, it was X amount of years since we've won this Super Bowl, and it just the the NFL season continues to get later and later and later, and uh, they've they've kind of allowed themselves to get hijacked a little bit by the NBA trade deadline because of what they've decided to do with their season and continue to push it back.
2: Yeah, three days away from Super Bowl Fifty Seven, Eagles and Chiefs. Let's welcome in somebody who knows one of those teams pretty well. That's Jahan Dotson, Washington Commanders wide receiver, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. And back, I believe it was Week 8, Jahan, that's when the Eagles ran into the buzzsaw, correct me, Week 10. The buzzsaw that was your team, the Washington Commanders. You guys handed them their first loss of the season. So let's talk a little bit about this Eagles defense. Is there a weakness that you see having gone up against them twice this season?
5: I truly do not believe there's a weakness on that team. You know, they have a, a complete roster uh from head to toe, top to bottom. Um a lot of guys over there who can, who can make plays for the team and when when they need when they need plays, they have a lot of guys to depend on. Um and you you really don't get that in the NFL where you have complete rosters. Um so it, it was a very tough challenge, but we were we were looking forward to the challenge. I think that's what that's what made us come out on top and, and uh, have success. Is we we were we were hungry for that challenge, and we we wanted to to avenge our loss, our loss that we had back home.
3: Is there anything you think the Chiefs can steal from what you guys did in order to have success offensively against that talented defense of the Eagles?
5: Yeah, when it when when you face teams like that who who are very talented, uh, like I said, top to bottom, you the one thing you have to really focus on is not beating yourself. So that's playing mistake-free football, um, very, very minimal penalties um, and and holding them to keeping things in front of you um, and and creating big plays. So I I would say just focus on not being yourself. That's that's the main thing. Um, And then hopefully you get some chunk plays.
2: We're talking with Jahan Dotson, Commander's wide receiver, first-round draft pick in 2022. And I want to talk about the the division as a whole because if we were sitting here seven months ago expecting that a team from the NFC East was going to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm not too sure how many people would believe that. And the fact that three teams from this division – including the Cowboys and including the New York Giants, got into the playoffs and ran the table was pretty remarkable. What do you think about just the overall landscape of the NFC East and maybe being a year or two ahead of where, of schedule of where many people thought they would have been this season?
5: Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of talent in, in the NFC East. Um, and when, when, you, when, you bring, when you play against those teams, uh, you, have to, you have to see them twice a year and you, you have to know that you know, you, you got to bring it because they're very talented teams. Um, As you can tell, three of them in the playoffs this year. Hopefully we're in there next year. But, um, yeah, you you know you have to bring it twice a year. Um, and It's a really fun challenge just to be able to go against those guys and, and really get familiar with those guys.
3: Your uh quarterback situation, you guys kinda rotated with some guys around and and now you know the team announcing that Sam Howell was going to be the QB one heading into this offseason. He got some action late in the year. Uh what is it about Sam Howell that you think could potentially help this team be one of those teams from the NFC East that ends up in the postseason in twenty
5: twenty three? Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for him. Uh that's my guy coming in with him uh in this year's draft class. You know, I was able to see firsthand, uh, before anyone else, the the type of arm talent that he has. Um, he he's able to make every single throw on the football field, whether it's hash to hash, um, sideline to sideline. It it's truly remarkable. So um, I, I can't wait for that opportunity. And I know he has the confidence to do it. He has the confidence in himself. Um, he, he's a great leader. Uh, he relates with the guys well, and that, that that's pretty much what you ask for. You know, um, a guy who who can relate with the guys, and he, he does that very well. Um, And I know the guys are going to ride for him. So I'm super excited for him. And I just can't wait to get to work.
2: John, you're going to have a new offensive coordinator going into 2023, knowing that there could be some moving parts with the quarterback situation and a new scheme and a new play caller coming in. What do you want to see from this offense? And who's going to be pulling the strings and calling the plays on that next year?
5: yeah you know i'm i'm really excited for for the opportunity that we have to to have someone come in and and take over the offense and and lead us to the the wins that we w- we want to see in the in the fall um i'm super excited for the opportunity so i you know i can't wait because, um, you know we have a lot of talent on our offense uh from quarterbacks receivers uh especially receivers um the running backs you know we 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 have so much talent and we we know we know our capability we know what we can do um, we we're just, we're just ready to, to put the cream put the cream to the top and just you know flourish
3: Jahan you're here today to deliver a very important message can you tell us about that
5: yeah American Cancer Society um, you know'm I'm, I'm truly truly uh, blessed and ecstatic to, to be able to work with them um, to be able to partner with them you know just dealing with what I, I've been going through in my life um the the things that I've been going through with my my parents my mom um dealing with cancer you know it's, it's truly a blessing to be able to to be able to help out and and have resources uh, for for others with with cancer and going through the same type of thing
2: A noble cause indeed, heart disease, the number one killer in the United States of adults. Jahan Dotson here on behalf of the American Cancer Society, Washington Commander's wide receiver just wrapped up his rookie season. Congrats on getting through the first year, Jahan. Congrats on all that you're doing with the American Cancer Society. I know that that second or that second true off season that you get coming from college to the NFL, you don't get much of a break. So hopefully, the next couple months you will have some time to get some true R and R before you get ready for year two.
5: Yes, hopefully I I, I got uh, some time to myself. You know, uh, going to enjoy myself, but going to get back to work soon. Got a got a lot of unfinished business.
2: Awesome stuff. Appreciate the time, Jahan. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, winners and losers as the trade deadline in the NBA has passed. We'll keep you updated on the latest happenings in the National Basketball Association here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple.
1: and Carlin the podcast
2: news in the world of sports huge trade forthcoming the Blues are sending forward Vladimir Tarasenko down to the New York Rangers the NHL world trying to Creep in on the NBA's territory. All jokes aside, the NBA trade deadline has been a wild one. Ended at 3 p.m. Eastern time, 47 minutes ago. Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Courtney Cronin. He's Gabe Neitzel. We're sitting in for the guys and trying to make sense of it all. This has been the craziest couple of days dating back to Sunday when Kevin when Kyrie Irving was traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks on Tuesday the Brooklyn Nets said we are not trying to trade Kevin Durant and then 12:30 a.m. Eastern time this morning the Phoenix Suns and the Brooklyn Nets engage in a blockbuster trade to acquire Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant, the Sun sent Mike Al Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first round picks in a twenty twenty eight pick swap to the Nets for Durant and T J. Warren. But this is not the only news of the day, Gabe. I mean it's been Busy for the Los Angeles Clippers, who have pulled off a lot of moves within the last two hours. Jay Crowder got flipped again. He was initially in that trade to the Brooklyn Nets. He's now headed to the Milwaukee Bucks, who end up playing the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. Coverage beginning 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio. Not sure that the Lakers are going to have enough guys to to feel the basketball team to play the Milwaukee Bucks, but I'm sure somehow they'll figure it out. And as I'm trying to process this, I'm going through our trade tracker on ESPN.com. The biggest thing, my biggest takeaway right now is how many second round picks were dealt on Thursday alone. (laughs) Like, apparently this is like the new cryptocurrency in the NBA. 44 second round picks changed hands since the start of the day and the end of the trade deadline.
3: But, yeah, I guess that's the way teams are going to do it. You can only trade, you know, you can't trade back-to-back first-round picks. And, you know, you, you see pick swaps all the time. And, of course, four first-round picks are part of the deal for Kevin Durant. But, I mean, in multiple teams, I mean, the Bucks gave up five second-round picks as part of the deal that they made to bring Jay Crowder to Milwaukee. I believe the Warriors gave away five second-round picks today. These teams and contentioners going, eh, that's just kind of a waste of a roster spot if we have a second-round pick on our team. So let's just go ahead and get rid of them. But just trying to get your head and figure all this out and what it all means, it's easy, I think, to take a look at Kevin Durant and go, okay, now he's in Phoenix, and what's that going to mean for the Suns? But then trying to t- look at what these ancillary pieces That these other teams are trying to do, and the Lakers made their big trade yesterday, um, a few hours before the big KD news. So they're trying to bolster their chances, made a couple of of smaller moves today. The, The one takeaway that I have right now, Courtney, is the West, which I already thought was the tougher conference to get through if you're looking to make it to the finals later this summer. The West just got even harder, and that's even just outside of of what happened with Kevin Durant going to the Suns because now they're a much more serious contender. But with all the other moves that these teams have made to try to bolster their roster, that West is going to be a slug it out, drag them out type of playoff once we get to that.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned the Los Angeles Lakers. To recap, last night, this was the first one before the big Durant trade shook up the Western Conference. They made a deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves to acquire D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt from the Utah Jazz. So that's a three-team trade. And then the Lakers sent Russell Westbrook and his massive albatross of a contract and a lightly protected 2027 first-round pick to the Jazz and Mike Conley and the other picks to the Minnesota Timberwolves and then today the other trade you had mentioned the Orlando Magic traded big man Mo Bamba to the Los Angeles Lakers for guard Patrick Beverly that's all according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski so as busy as the Lakers have been the Los Angeles Clippers another team that has been just as busy as Leading up to the NBA's 3 p.m. trade deadline, it's it's remarkable. They requ- they went they had a trade at about 2:15 p.m. Eastern time with the Houston Rockets to land guard Eric Gordon in a multi-team deal. The Memphis Grizzlies sent Danny Green to Houston in the deal, and the Clippers sent Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies, who then sent three second-round picks <laughs> to the Clippers. Are you keeping track of all this, people? No, I because don't. it's very difficult. This is honest to goodness. This is why I'm so glad I cover the NFL. Because their trade deadline in November, midway point through the season, just like the NBA, it's so much less complicated because you don't have the third team in the trade and you can't just offset and offload the second round draft picks. Because I heard Zach Lowe, ESPN NBA analyst, talking on NBA Today's trade deadline special earlier about how... Some owners don't want to spend $2.5 million on those second-round draft picks, and by trading them now, it's effectively the cash considerations market, right? Like These are not entirely valuable assets, but if you can use them to move up through the trade or through the draft order and do it via a trade, it makes sense with the bottom line down the line. Yeah, and
3: they're all they're, they're the the most the, the ultimate like kind of scratch off lotto. Maybe you'll strike it big, probably not. There are a handful of second round picks that have been really good in the league, but you know, you acquire a couple of them and you gamble and maybe end up with a really good player. Chances are you won't, but that that's like 44. That's so many picks, court. 44 second round picks on the move. Unbelievable.
2: It's It's got to be a record number at this rate. And we'll see if they end up panning out for teams, if they end up doing anything for these teams. And next, we're going to dive into the epic failure that is the Brooklyn Nets.
1: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.